0: I wish that I could have this long
1: Moments like this, these last two football games, being able to do it when done, energize a city, right? Energize a a, a town, energize
2: fans, Uh, is only going to make us better moving forward. And that's the part that I'm excited about.
3: No one one thought we should be here, and we just kept believing. And it's really cool, really cool to be a part of. And and it was special. like I said, just the beginning. You
2: know, I, I go back to April and I, I told the team in April, I said, expect to play playoff games on the road in Cincinnati, Buffalo, and Kansas City.
3: You know, I think that was this this year obviously was huge for for this organization, for our city, for just our franchise, you know, moving forward and, and it kind of sets the bar of of, of who, who we're gonna be and, and what we're gonna do moving forward and and that's the mindset. And, the, and we won't settle for less than that. And this this won't be this won't be the last you guys hear of us. So
1: we'll be back.
0: This boy got a hit.
1: 1010XL 92.5 FM presents Jaguars Today with your host Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, and E to the T.
2: Hey, good morning, everybody, live in Ponte for the Players' Practice Rounds Day 2, final warm-up day before the Players' Championship 2023. Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith on site, ET back at the homestead. Good morning, Tony Smith. Good morning, I'm doing well. I know you are, because I've been talking to you for the last hour and a half as we uh, shuttled on in together this morning, and uh, just based on the traffic... And the amount of people on that shuttle compared to yesterday, we had the shuttle to (laughs) ourselves. I mean, literally, right? On the way in and out. Right, in and out. We were the only two people on the shuttle. Uh, And, uh, yeah, honestly, the traffic coming in to the area is fine, but just in terms of the amount of cars that are on the road where the media parking lot is and things like that, uh, increasing dramatically. So don't forget that, people, that uh, hopefully everything will move smoothly if you're Mm -hmm. coming out here Thursday, particularly Friday And of course, on the weekend, maybe you got a little bit more leisure time. But if you're taking a half day Friday, whatever, you know, plan ahead, man. And uh, plan your your
4: parking and everything in order already. No doubt, right?
2: (laughs) You're not showing up with a 20 in hand and uh, getting anybody uh, to slide you on in here this morning. E.T., what's going on with you back at the homestead? Yo, yo, yo. (laughs) You're in such a good mood this morning, I've noticed. Because I'm
3: one day closer to being out there with you. That's what I thought.
2: That's what I thought. You know, hey. I hate to report to you still no hand for you, man. Uh, you know, I, got a plan I, I don't think that. it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I got a
3: plan for that.
2: Well, That's good. You've got a plan. <laughs> uh, I've got a plan. We've all got a plan. Uh, I got the, the week-long, um, what do you call this, Tone? the week-long little sticker on my bag. And the guy's like, uh, you just put this on there and, I won't check it for the rest of the week. Right? <laughs> well, <laughs> that, that is Hennessy Central right? <laughs> yeah, for some people, you would think. So, all right, I got a I got a serious question for you guys. Is uh, we are today, of course, one you day closer. You
4: are representing 1010XL wherever you go, gentlemen.
2: Uh, 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 well, th- yeah. this is true, right? Now, you know, that's a yeah. uh, Alex, It's a little radio banter, yeah. as far as anyone uh-huh. knows. You know, for sure, but. Yeah, I'm representing. sneaking sips from out of that backpack? Eh, you know, look, it it wouldn't be for me. (laughs) 10
3: knows what I got in that styrofoam cup.
2: Hen-hen XL is what they call (laughs) us these days. Um, All right, so we're one day closer to the Jaguars hoisting the Lombardi trophy. Mm -hmm. All right, so that's nice. And we'll talk plenty of Jaguar football because guess what we do on Jaguars today? Talk Jaguar football. We do. I I got a question for you right off the bat here. Who's the worst? Uh... Me okay. Hey, okay? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna cut to the chase I was here.
4: Trying to get through in my head, it's like
2: I had a bunch of answers cycling no, in my head. No, it's me. Yeah. Okay. okay? At, at right around this time yesterday, I said, "Hey, you know what? Let's, Let's have a contest. Let's throw a contest yeah. out there. Oh, as, soon as we come back to <laughs> the sure break, will tell you what it's <laughs> twenty-four all hour about. contest. <clears throat> I didn't have a producer reminding me about Dang, that. i'll say That. So <laughs> who's the second worst? I don't know. I think that's a pretty easy answer, but uh, this is. I'm gonna make this as simple as possible, right? I'm gonna put together a little uh, package of Jaguar commemorative Coke bottles from the '90s, right? I still got enough in the uh, in the storage, and and uh, they're nice little collectors keepsakes going back 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them, one of them commemorates the uh, inaugural the, the Jags getting the franchise. Another one commemorates the inaugural game. I mean, they're sealed; they've never been opened. You know, they're, they're fun to display, right? If you're a Jaguar memorabilia collector. I want to make this contest fairly easy because I'm, I'm not going to put this out on Twitter because a lot of people follow me on Twitter who don't follow me for this show necessarily. So I don't want, you know, I want this to be about the people who listen to Jaguars today, but I also want to tie it into the players, obviously. So this is as simple as I can make it. And I'll repeat this a couple of times today. And that's it because by the time we're on tomorrow, tournament's already begun. They're playing ball, yeah. They're playing ball. Uh, so you need to email me at MikeD at 1010XL.com. Put like golf. In the subject line, right? I'm not going to be too picky if you put players or something like that. Fine, right? I'm not trying to trip you up here. This is something that catches my eye so I know what you're emailing me about. Okay? Have fun with that. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'm sure there will be something that catches my eye in there. Dempsey, you so-and-so. So Uh, so just give us your your three golfers that you think are going to perform the best this week. Okay? Okay. Doesn't matter. There are no restrictions. You don't have to have, like, one American, one international, one – it well, doesn't matter. Any three golfers. Hey, you can pick the, the top three in the World Golf Rankings. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, just know this. What we're going to do is we'll take their combined score relative to par, and the lowest combined score will win. Now, all of them have to make the cut. If one of them misses the cut, you're ah, out. Okay? okay. So because how do you know in relation – right? Like, you're going to be above par, but you're, you're out. Sure. If you miss the cut. Any your three golfers. So you got to have three guys that make the cut. Um, I'll combine their scores. And then as a tiebreaker, uh, the you know, the first tiebreaker will be uh, if somebody has, like, the highest ranked player. Like, if somebody has the winner and nobody else has them, that entry will win. Okay. Uh, and, but also include the winner's score in relation to par. And that will be, like, the second tiebreaker. Okay. And then. If it's still tied, which it might be, because you might get a lot of people picking the same trio and whatever sure. the case, uh, then it'll just be like random out of a hat kind of situation. So admittedly, I am the worst, but uh, you can still email me, Mike D, at 1010XL.com. Send them a golf for the Players' Championship in the subject line. And then your, your three golfers that you think are going to perform the best, it's cumulative score in relation to par to win it must make the cut with all of them and then we'll go with like the highest ranked golfer and actually we'll go right on down the line like if the if two people have the highest ranked golfer we'll go the next one will be who's the second you know so mm-hmm. but also throw in the winner's score in relation to par cuz if it gets down to that we'll need that as a tie break too so there you go uh your
4: three on. golfers and a winning score exactly
2: yep there you go tony simplifies things but i'm trying <laughs> to explain like what how You're, it'll work when right. we pick a winner. Because we go, oh, you said this, and all right, whatever. Go back and listen. Yep. Okay, Tony, just simplify to give you your three best performers and the winning score in relation to par. So uh, we'll pick ours a little bit later on. Maybe I'll tweet it out uh, uh, later today, uh, just do a little Jaguars today. Who do you think is going to win kind of situation. Uh, but, uh, you know, yesterday, man, there's some good vibes, Trevor out here. Yeah. Uh, Jamal Agnew out here at the players, you know. He's, he's the mayor, man. He's the whatever you want to call Trevor. He's the, the, the ringmaster. He's the guy. It, it, he knows. Like I heard you talking with uh, Jeff and Dan, uh, Tony, on the handoff there mm-hmm. right before the show. And, you know, if you're listening, obviously, uh, on the app later in the day or whatever the case may be, uh, you might not have heard that conversation. But he gets it. He knows his place in in what he means to this franchise, to this fan base, to this area. And he's so down to earth. And uh, Jamal Agnew's a great dude, too. It's great, good to see the two of them hanging out together. No doubt, yeah. Wouldn't have minded Calvin Ridley (laughs) hanging with the fellas, right? That would have been pretty fun. The couple of pro bowlers still hanging out. (sighs) Yeah. That'd have been good, man. Right, those two, the Agnew and and Lawrence, the pro bowlers. Of course, Ridley has got that on his resume as well. So, uh, you know, look, uh, excited. Uh, Saw Scott Pioli. On, I, I guess it was Good Morning Football yesterday. I saw the video going around yesterday. I, he was with Kyle Brandt on NFL Network. And Scott Pioli was working in the Falcons' front office when they drafted Ridley. And we'll play that audio for you coming up. And, right, yeah. I mean, just raving yeah. about him. Yeah, yeah. I did
4: laugh. I mean, when they were – Trevor and Jamal were out at 17 yesterday and took that video and Jamal went through, Hi, I'm Jamal Agnew. Of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then they panned to Trevor, and Trevor goes,
2: it's Trevor. It's Trevor, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> right, it's me. It he did. could have said, hey, guys. It's right." Me. It right. did
4: make me laugh, because I, I saw Jamal's intro, and I was like, how's Trevor going to deal with this? Right? Because he could go, hey, it's Trevor Lords, but he just, it's Trevor.
2: Right. Hey, it's Trevor. Uh <laughs> Hey, we all know. That's cool. You know, he's not, we do, not yeah. being big-headed about it. We all know uh, the situation. He's probably just sitting back laughing, like, you ain't going to use the non-exclusive tag on me, buddy. Right, yeah. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. No, My yeah. goodness. I mean, so much uh, on Twitter yesterday was the word collusion trending. Yep. Uh, and I, I don't know. Uh, you know, look, it looks bad. I think we, you and I made the case for why any given team may be skeptical about handing Lamar Jackson a fully guaranteed contract for a sure. variety of reasons it's not even that. It's not that, hey, I may look like I'm in the Atlanta Falcons, let's say, right? And everyone's like, oh, Atlanta, that's, that makes sense, right? You give the eighth pick and a pick next year, whatever. Is that enough for them to be a contender? A, tr- a cont- Like, mm-hmm. would it sell a bunch of tickets? Oh, no doubt, right? And that's part of the equation, right? But for sure. But would Lamar Jackson on the Falcons make them even – I guess it would make them a division contender. So they'd be a playoff contender. To get mm-hmm. there, would they have the goods to win it all? I don't think so, right? So then you start to look, well – What's the window until we could put enough pieces around? Is it a couple of years, and then you you start to factor in the injury and the style of play and all those things? But that that aside, the fact that at seemingly four o'clock and thirty seconds we right. got yeah. report after report, I and mean, it was nuts. They're out. This team's out. Nobody wants him.
4: Yeah, five teams like basically in the first thirty minutes after the the tag had been placed, there was five teams had reporters coming out saying they're not going to be making a move for Lamar. Yeah, that's. I can understand people seeing that and yelling collusion. Like I can understand sure. it, right? And I can understand too the league seeing the contract that Deshaun Watson got and the owners saying no, right? We're not. This is not going to become a regular thing. Like, and you can, I could see the league if if that's collusion, then it's collusion, right? But the league saying we're not, no, no. Well, it's d-
2: only collusion if they discuss it amongst themselves and right. make an agreement, right? If you yeah. come to it on your own. Now, again, I'm not saying it's collusion or not. I, I, we don't have evidence. You, you, know, you can look at it and see collusion if you want to see collusion in it. I said that it's wrong. hard to prove it. We have evidence. We don't have proof. Right. right? We, we have. There's evidence. It's circumstantial yeah. evidence, but we don't have proof. But it's hey, not look, about
4: what you know. It's about what you can prove.
2: Then it becomes, you know, a, a question for our concern of how you handle it with Trevor. Right? Do you just immediately give him? Everything next year? Do you rip up the last year of his deal, the fifth year option, or do you say, "Here's a half billion dollars or six hundred million mm-hmm. for whatever you know for what for for ten years, right?" But we want we're going to tack it on to the end of these two deals, and let's say, I don't know, quarter of a billion of it is guaranteed or whatever the you know it's some, it, it's going to be absurd whatever the numbers are. I just think the interesting thing will be. Do they just rip up what's left, give them the new thing, or is it tacked on to the back end right. with enough guarantees to make it feel like, hey, you know, I get why you're doing this because this gives us more financial flexibility in this next couple-year window to really mm-hmm. punch one in, man. And when I say punch one in, I mean hoist it, baby. Yeah. Parade. Down all throughout downtown Jacksonville. They should – man. Jacksonville is so starved. for This parade should be the longest parade. <laughs> like, like, north side, beaches, west side. What is it, March 8th? They're still going. I mean, can you believe exactly. this you know what? <laughs> we, we can break it up. You can go home and sleep. You know, whatever you need yeah. to do. Go home and sleep a little bit. I couldn't, man. <laughs> Bring your tents. It's time to parade. Exactly. Camp out. <laughs> you know, and, and the parade's still going. Yeah. Man. You know what? Off-season program. Eh, more parade. Yeah. You know? yep. <laughs> no one will care. Right. It's funny. I wonder. Look, I I really feel like, I you know, you don't know. But I feel like I, I, it, it's – I feel so good about their chances to do it, you mm-hmm. know, that I it, it's this is – what a great problem this is going to be to have. What – do the fans just go, no matter what, we got it, and now we're good no matter what happens? Or do, are you like – ticked off if you go out in the AFC championship game the next year. You know what I mean? Like, like oh, because your sights. I think, it,
4: I think it would be both. We're right? getting. Like, I think it would be you'd be holding those two opinions at the same time. Oh, sure. You know, because once you got one, it's not like you don't want two. And once no you doubt. got two, it's not like you don't want three. And if you get close and it doesn't happen for you, right, like if you are playing in an AFC championship game the year after you won the Super Bowl, do you not think Kansas City was disappointed two years ago? I'm sure. Right. Right. They had won the Super Bowl. They got to the AFC Championship
2: game. They were that close to playing for another one. You know. It's but if you're the Chiefs fan now and you're like, "Hey, we got two in the last four years," and are you are you like bitter that you don't have three? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's some people no. going, "Man, we really could have," you know, done some historic stuff here. But
4: I don't think it rises to the level of bitter. But I, I think now. you always kind of look. It's it's how sports fandom works, right? You carry the scars way more deeply than you do the successes that's just the way that it works you know it's you think about those moments where you were close and your team didn't come through for whatever reason more than you think about the moments where you were victorious that's just at least in my uh, experience that's how fandom has worked for me I, I think about all the World Series the Braves didn't win yeah and didn't make it to and had a chance to as much or more than I think about the two that they won in my
2: lifetime. See, I think it, it depends. Like, you know, because I'm a Yankees fan and I, like, I, the 2001 against the Arizona Diamondbacks stings greatly. You're that close and yep. it's like down to a play or two. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but I got seven. You got to like I got seven in my lifetime, yeah. and I there may got, be a number where you can let it go more easily. Right, I got yeah. four in a five year period. I'm pretty good right yeah. here. You yeah. know what I mean? So <laughs> there, right? Let's get to that. Let's have that. Problem. Oh, please. Let's let's go. Have we reached the point where we're tired of this right. whole Super Bowl winning thing? You,
4: you think the NFL is sick of the Chiefs? Wait till the Jags have won four out of five Super Bowls. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
2: they 'd be so tired of hearing Duval everywhere they went, oh uh, it would be the most hated team in america oh, uh, easy. by by far they we here the Jaguar fan base i I have full confidence that they can make themselves the most hated fan base in America just simply after one of them, yeah, right, just one will be enough, and it will be we've had enough insufferable <laughs> like everyone's like good with Philly when they won their first one, right, even though Philly fans can be obnoxious, mm-hmm. I didn't want them to win a second one yeah. right but One will be enough for this First was a good story. The second's annoying. Right. And and for some, it'll be a good story until Jaguars Twitter rolls over. Yup. And and then that's the thing, too. If you're not on social media, if you're not living that life every day, it's not going to matter as much (laughs) to you. We do live, you and I, uh, that life to some degree. It's part of the job here. And uh, that comes with the Jaguars Today question of the day, presented by Chad and Sandy Real Estate. Uh, They – will give you multiple offers on your home or get you multiple offers on your home in three days, or they'll sell your house for free. You can visit them online at dadandsandy.com. Kind of toyed with the parameters of this question today, right? I was going to ask, who's the most indispensable Jaguar currently on the roster other than Trevor Lawrence? I thought that you'd get a ton of Tyson Campbell. Mm -hmm. So then we're going to do, well, one offense, one defense other than Lawrence and Campbell. But then I felt like, well, not everyone is going to say Campbell is the single most – indispensable guy on defense sure but many will so what we did was kind of a compromise question that lets you put an obvious person or two in there and uh and some others that uh, aren't so obvious uh, and uh here's the question the way it reads this morning the jaguars today question today uh says uh, other than or aside from trevor lawrence name the three most indispensable jacksonville jaguars that are currently on the team's roster um Someone who's already answered, Jawan Taylor. Jawan Taylor's not on the roster. Or is he? He is. He is technically, technically. All right. Yeah. So all right Until I guess, free agency opens. That's yes. a technicality. Yeah. All right. So, I guess that's a, I, I. what I intended to say. I should have said they're under contract for 2023. Mm-hmm. That's the way I should have put it. But, you know, who's the worst? <laughs> Me, baby. <laughs> so, uh, today, if you want to be part of it, we had a lot of good uh, phone interaction yesterday. We did. Happy to talk any aspect of Jaguar football with you here today at 641-1010. Same number for the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures or hit us up on Twitter at MD underscore 1010XL at 1010XL Fat Tony and e 2 the T.
3: Come on, somebody. Come
2: on, somebody. Bring them a little baggie of your hand, please, uh, tomorrow. <laughs> uh, or a little bag. With yes, yes. Nah, I'm not, I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest anyone smuggle Hennessy in just for a manual, but if you did <laughs> it'd be a nice thought, nevertheless. <laughs> so by the way, uh, if we told you yesterday's weather was perfect, we lied. Today's probably- Today's outstanding. Today's about twelve degrees cooler. And or, or like the high will be about the, at least that's what the forecast. Yeah, calls got up for. to
4: like 87, 88 yesterday. Out God, here. Yeah,
2: my wife's like, it was 91 degrees. I'm like, honey, that's in your car. Yeah. All right, I don't, I don't know if I don't know how to trust those car thermometers. <laughs> the highest I've ever seen mine is 107. Yeah. Coming out of uh, the old 1010XL home base at about twelve fifteen in the afternoon and yep. hopping in the car. It's like, oh, 107. was.
4: That'll happen in That'll August. That'll kill you. That's yeah. <laughs> what that will do.
2: It will flat out kill you. So uh, be a part of it today. Those are the ways uh, to do it. Uh, again, I'll restate the parameters of the golf contest uh, for a chance to win some cool Jaguar commemorative merchandise. But uh, as basically, as Tony said, top three golfers and the winner's score in relation to par. That's what you need to send. You, I'll worry about the tiebreakers and the scoring. But that's what you need to send, and uh, we'll make our predictions a little bit later on that as well. So we're off and rolling today. When we come back, we'll hear Scott Pioli, a former NFL general manager, who was in the front office with the Atlanta Falcons when they brought in Calvin Ridley speaking about him with Kyle Brandt on Good Morning Football. I think if you haven't heard it already, you're going to really love what he had to say, and it's going to get you excited, man. I tell you what, it's hard to believe it's only March. Uh, I'm that Excited right now. I, I, trust me, I'm enjoying the off-season tone, but uh, I will be fully ready for the return of Jaguar football in 2023. So we're off and rolling. Uh, if you're coming out to the players' practice rounds today, again, if you're walking in the entrance where the 10T is on your left, turn your head to the right and wave to the fellas here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM.
3: Are you going to be? Say that you're going to be.
1: To know about the Jags Jaguars today on 1010 XL. Ah, Tony, there is a lot of toddler somersaulting going
2: on. Yes, there is out here. They're having a grand time, <laughs> these uh, kiddies out here, man. They, I mean, these ones are like knee high to me, right? here These are the the little ones. All right, Mia, you're allowed. You are yeah. allowed through here. You see what I did here, Mia? Sit down for a second, and we're we're gonna appropriate you yes. for a moment here. Uh, Purple icing on that glazed donut. I know, right? It's a hole in one, if you know what
5: I mean. Uh, yeah, no, I was here for five hours on the radio yesterday, and I can attest to you: a, the wind, and b, especially last night, we're doing "Helmets and Heels" by candlelight over here, ah. and uh, and we had somebody trying to kindly seal up the barrier. Mm. But you know, I'm sitting where you are, Mike, and uh, all of a sudden at 7:40 at night, I just hear like a noise coming up behind me, and I'm like, "What are we doing?"
2: What's going on here, yeah, right? What, I mean, what are we doing? You know, there's a <laughs> dark and, and like dark And
5: like it's in the darkness, and then I see a, a very kind gentleman who works for the for TPC Sawgrass who was, you know, just looking out. But, yeah, no. Well,
2: well yesterday I said, look, you're not going to like this because, you know, Tony and I, there are only two of us. I got my back turned. It's wide open, and they're just right. sure. coming through, right? So Mia's like, uh-uh. And I'm like, oh, okay. Me and I may be more alike than I realized, right? Because I am like, I'm well, not. Well, gonna- I
5: wasn't going to go through our neighbors because I don't live there. I live here. Correct. So it's my. Oh, but own- the
2: door was open at your neighbor's house. You didn't walk through anywhere? No.
5: No, interesting. No, that's interesting. not how I roll. So
2: we kind of closed it up, and then I yeah, put, that's put a good call, especially with right the wind there.
5: whipping the way it is. I saw they have the caddy challenge going on right now, and about like half hour ago at least, the update was only two caddies had not gone in the water. Oh, uh, on seventeen. Ooh, how about so, that? so yeah, that wind is whipping. So it'll be certainly something to monitor. Going forward,
2: you uh, you coordinated your donut with your jacket, which is nice. Yeah, well. <laughs> I know. I was so. I
5: was very excited. I actually literally this is my jacket that my mom got me for like bike riding. So I like leave it by the front door and I took one step outside and I was like, oh, my God, it's cold. And I, So I guess I'm a, like a Floridian. It took five years, but here I am. I know. I put so. the sleeves
2: on, and I'm already kind of regretting it. Today. Yeah, no, you in know, the sun good. where
5: we are right now with the wind blocked, this is ideal right yeah, now. Yeah, This is great. This is fantastic and excited to uh, get out and about. I, I do want to make a note for all, our, all of our listeners. Uh, poor Graham Marsh, our Spielberg, our video producer. <laughs> Have you heard the story yet, Tony? Where,
4: what's going on with Graham, Graham
5: went to pick up our gear at the station this morning. He left our station on the south side of Jacksonville. At 8:15, I live around here by TPC Sawgrass mm-hmm. and he did not arrive at my house for the carpool until 9:50.
0: Wow. So apparently
5: there is construction going on on JTB at both Kernan and San Pablo. A lot of folks are bailing to beach, so just be aware of that if you are making your way to TPC Sawgrass. We don't know the full extent of how long that construction is going to be going for. Yikes. But if it took G Marsh, what should take a half hour, it took him an hour and a half.
2: And that's Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, uh, like you said when I show up, you're like, hey, you like <laughs> this? Uh, this, uh, yeah, I'm straight up a one. When- Absolutely. I'm just coming up
5: Solana. I'm like, this is the best.
2: You turn turn right when you get out on A1A and you look back and everyone's behind you and it's like, yeah. Straight yep. shot. I'm About on Nocatee, so none of that affects me. You know me. that, too. That 210 yeah. yeah. life. We, mm-hmm. are, we are living the life right now. Uh, <laughs> did you see 10 minutes ago?
5: Yes. Oh, we reached Jaguars
2: <laughs> tweeted Don't out. Yes. Yeah, way,
5: way ahead. Well, it was funny. I was getting my coffee and grabbing this uh, lovely donut. Shout out to the TPC Sawgrass Media Center. They take such great care of us. Um, and uh, Graham Marsh was filling up his plate after his hour and 40-minute yeah. drive to TPC. And uh, as he's filling up his plate – I look at him like, Graham, Graham. So yeah, the video's here. It's real. Um, I'm sure that there are plenty of people already memeing the um, still image of Doug Peterson <laughs> hugging and Trent I mean, Bulky hugging it, it, it out. And
2: for folks who don't, one wanna... may or
5: may not be my boyfriend who's standing yeah. right here. I'm the pretty sure that's what he's doing. Thirty right
2: second now. <laughs> video of uh, Calvin Ridley arriving. Was that an Escalade? I'm not a car guy. Yeah, I don't it know. It looked like yeah. a, it looked like the Cadillac. Well, uh, so the question is, grill. I mean,
5: he, uh, they just drove. I mean, they probably flew him up from Miami, where he's been hanging out. Obviously, he's from South Florida. And so I guess they flew him in this morning to make it all official. And so now the question becomes, you know, he's going to play on that fifth-year option, I would mm-hmm. think, this year, and then the long-term extension gets talked about. But the reality is is that you're going to have two guys playing on the fifth-year option, and both Calvin Ridley and Josh Allen. Is that the next step? As much as we all think that, you know, it's going to be an extension for Jawan Taylor and trying to figure that out before next Monday, is it actually trying to create more space for other guys to keep them in Jacksonville?
2: Yeah, well, either That'd way. be bold. You know, <laughs> Check, check out the video. Uh, Trent Balky gets a nice kind of a bro hug. Mm-hmm. And Doug Peterson, they got close yeah. and personal. We've I mean, seen it was like, plenty
4: of happy Doug. I mean, I don't know if was, we've seen
2: happy well, Doug. Well, did you
5: see the video we got from when they won the AFC South when uh, yeah. Trent jumped into Doug's arms? Yes. Yeah. That's that's probably the closest we've gotten yeah. to what's currently uh, out on the Internet. I mean, right Cal now. Calvin Ridley's
2: getting all the ice cream he wants right now. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, you mentioned uh, Juwan Taylor. what Nice. Uh,
5: I hearing anything? Yeah.
2: I just can't see it. Yeah.
5: I mean, like, I talked to somebody briefly last night. Like, the problem is, and, like, somebody, like, another friend of mine suggested, who's up in the ATL, suggested Caleb McGarry. uh,
2: Caleb McGarry. Yeah, yeah, being released by the
5: Falcons, potentially. I mean, but I was. not franchised. Right, exactly. So, I said to him, I was like, because he's like, maybe that's the answer. And I was like, if you're trying to be financially smart, like, why? Like, he's going to be the second most in demand right tackle on the market. That would be and that would anti-production. is
2: is going to yeah. be an in demand. I mean there there are, you know Which
5: it, is which is now with with having McGarry on on pre you know, on the market as well. Like that's the glimmer of hope for the Jaguars if they think that they can possibly get a deal done with Jawan Taylor. But obviously, you know, Leon Searcy is very close to the source when it comes to Jawan's representation. Um, I think a lot of us are very familiar, um, with Drew Rosenhaus sports. And so uh, yeah, needless to say I, I think mean, they're they looking for the right deal.
2: Eight million just to sign the rookie class, right? They're Correct. five million over, which all right, you'll get there. You need another three just for the rookie class. That's to break even and not add anybody, you know, and then
5: I think there was a lot of Ugh. hope for a Hail Mary situation like the Giants had yesterday. There was truly a lot of hope of if we can get a deal done right. with Evan Ingram, then we can tag Juwan, even though from what I've been told, Trent Baalke did not want to tag Juwan. It was more so the coaching staff that was pushing for that. Hmm. Um, and ultimately, it w- and, and, and
2: why would that discrepancy be there? Did he not think economically it made sense, and the coaching staff was like, screw that, we need yeah, the player? Correct, yeah. because they
5: have two guys on the left side of the How line. How close
2: were back. they to a long-term deal with Ingram?
5: Oh, I mean, last Monday, like – I mean, when Evan Ingram tweeted, I thought this was the announcement, he thought it was the contract extension from what I've been told. Hmm. Um, And then more or less when his – from what – again, this is all like from what I've been told. um, When his agent realized how much cap space was being cleared – in reality, let's be let's be real. That was to create room not just for Evan, but for Jawan, for an Arden Key, for Ridley, for Smoot, for Ridley. Um, and the agent kind of was like, "Well, if you're going to clear all this space, then I want a larger slice of the pie." And uh-huh. you know, and then he was like, "Well, now I'm going to play hardball." And so, which I mean, at this point, well, yeah, point, but
2: all that space was cleared just to sneak everything in under the wire. Like, it, like you, they had to create the space. Right. Anyway, that doesn't yeah. make a whole lot of sense. I to think me. we
5: really are seeing, you know, and this is, you know, a great nod to the Khan family. Um, to your point of why Trent Bulkey wouldn't want to franchise tag Juwan Taylor, I think a big reason for that is he would rather pay him. Fifteen million a year or fourteen million a year, and then give him more upfront money as they are now doing, and we're seeing with all these restructuring of contracts, and and that's a that's a nod to the cons because they have the money right. to pay these players up front, and that's a good thing, you know, because you know two three years ago everyone's looking around like what, what what do they do like what are they good for, and like guess what the cons are very much good for something.
2: Well, well you know that's you know the, the whole narrative was it always pushed back against it. Sean Khan doesn't want to win; he doesn't care about winning. No, he just doesn't know how to do it. He didn't, know how, he didn't make the right decisions. But how do you pour all the hundreds of millions of dollars into it and, and suggest he didn't want to win? I right. mean, it's ludicrous. Correct. People who start from nothing and build an empire love to freaking win at everything. Like, it, it just never made
5: right. any if sense. If he's trying to be the best bumper company in America and in the world, then why wouldn't he want to create the best team in the world?
2: Yes, and you're more recognized for the team than the bumper.
4: There's no doubt about that. Uh, what are you expecting out of Calvin Ridley in his um, year here? Yeah,
5: I mean, there's a, there's a notion of, you know, soft tissue injuries, getting his sea legs under him. I think that that's very real, but I think the reality is is that because you've paid Christian Kirk as the number one wide receiver, because of the breakout years A. Jones had, because you're bringing Evan Ingram back, the beauty of it is, is that Calvin Ridley isn't showing up and has to be the guy. It's not like in Atlanta where he was before, before Kyle Pitts showed up. Truly the only option. And so I think that that is actually a blessing in disguise for him because it could take a couple of games for him to kind of get back and get used to the flow of the game. And and, and then he can emerge. I I think what you have to realistically more so look at is the fact that you're not going to see Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Evan Ingram with 70-plus receptions. You'll see them all with 60 or 50-plus receptions because this is a pass-first offense. But you're not going to see, you know, all of them have 80-plus receptions and 10 touchdowns. Like, there's only one ball.
2: You know what, though? I mean – Marvin Jones had 81 targets last year. So, you've you got to come up with, let's say, another 40, mm-hmm. right, to get Calvin Ridley a buck 20. Uh, Kirk had 133. Yep. So, knock him down to 120. There's 13 of them right there. Yep. It's not that much more no. that Trevor Lawrence needs to do. And, oh, by the way, you're not dividing up a 4,200-yard pie. Now it's going to be like a 46, 4,700-yard pie. Mm-hmm. So, I think there's plenty to go around with those guys. And the hope
5: is, you know, if you keep building up this defense and they force three and outs, you'll have the ball for longer. Yes, well, we're sure, and, cause and we're quick do
2: strike. do
4: they add something we talked about yesterday, Mike? The I don't think that it's a priority to do it necessarily, but do they add a hammer in the run game, right? Because that yeah. would take the passing attempts at least in that part of the field down a little bit, right? I like, will tell you, I don't think they're going to, but they could
5: for for the Jaguars today. Crowd, stick around. XL Prime Time. I believe that's going to be the first topic of conversation. Uh-huh. The the word on the street that Derrick Henry and his <laughs> contract could be moved for a third-round pick. Ugh.
2: I'd uh, give that up. Yeah, I, I don't. I just don't see it, though. No. I mean, I mean uh, first of all, the word I've heard is the reason Tennessee's even considering doing it is because Derrick Henry wants to get paid, doesn't yep. want to play uh, for $10 bucks this year, knowing somebody's going to run him into the ground and – then it will be 30 years old after this season, and nobody's going to give him the money. He wants the money now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Titans are never going to trade Derrick Henry to the Jaguars. Never going <laughs> to happen. For a third-round pick. No, no they're, <laughs> Not they're the never going to trade him to the Jaguars. So... Um, <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, XL Primetime coming up at noon. Glad you made it. Glad you arrived. And hey, my drink matches. Your donut Yeah, well, listen, we're feeling the
5: purple today. I got the purple drink going I got more this So this is the top that I got at the Sawgrass Clubhouse over Christmas. Shout out to engineer extraordinaire Richie Clemens. Uh, he had an extra gift card, and he was like, oh. go buy me a All shirt right. and then do what you want with it. I thought it might um, have
4: been a Lamar Jackson solidarity day.
5: Yeah, well, so the funny part is, is I got this shirt, and I thought it was like Jaguar print and teal, and then I went to one of our kickoff parties like three weeks later, and um, that we had on the Friday nights, the pep rallies, and uh, yeah, this is not teal. No. Um, so yeah, it's all good. But yeah, stand in solidarity with Lamar. Um, do you guys think it? You know, the notion of collusion. You think? I that's mean, it's fa- not pro- it's not ever
2: going to be provable. But I, I mean, we said yesterday, and we said this morning, you can make a case for any team for why they would not want to give that amount of money guaranteed to Lamar Jackson injury, style of play. Poor playoff performance. Any, you have to build, restructure your offense potentially around him. All these different reasons, and you, you got teams like the Raiders. Mark Davis. Does he have a quarter of a billion dollars to put an escrow in cash? But does he have a quarterback? No. But does he have a? If you don't have a quarter of a billion to put an escrow, you yeah. can't sign him to that contract. Right. You have to have the money up front. If you Every dollar that's guaranteed has to be put in escrow and set aside so nobody can come back. Well, I know we guaranteed the money, but we don't have it. No, it's there already, and there are some owners that are just not that cash flush like Shad Khan is, so... You know, if Lamar wants to come in here and, and challenge C.J. Beathard for the backup job, <laughs> bring it, big boy. I ain't afraid. Let's go. All right, uh, Mia, have a good show today. Thanks, guys. Enjoy Appreciate the you. tournament uh, this, or the practice I rounds. I will through,
5: through the house You anymore. can. You're okay. allowed. I'm allowed. Okay, no, you're yeah. allowed. excellent. It's our house. Thanks, man. guys.
2: You know, it's the 1010XL house right here. It's funny. Uh, you know, we're thinking, hey, maybe we'll get Mia on uh, this morning on the drive-in. It and, worked out. And it worked out. Mia just yeah. popped on by. By the way, we were supposed to have Michael Cheever coming up. Next, I should have mentioned this earlier, in case you're uh, tuning in for uh, Chiefs, he had to cancel last minute, and we've rescheduled him for next week. Kay. So, uh, as we do uh, – where you been Wednesday? Hey, 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 hey everybody. <laughs> Woo, where have you been? All right, we'll uh, take a break, come back, and let's hear that Calvin Ridley audio that we promised prior to our house guest uh, dropping in on us right there. Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, and E.T. You're listening to Jaguars Today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM.
1: Everything you need to know about the Jags. Jaguars today on 1010XL.
2: Am I wrong? Is there any chance of Derrick Henry ending up at Jacksonville, Tony? No. Can't see. Can't see. A cha- I think truly would want to get paid. He's on the hook right now. The Titans are for $10 bucks, And I get it. If they want to give up, wave the white flag because it's Trevor's division now. <laughs> That's fine. No way in hell the Titans are trading Derrick Henry here. And I can't imagine they're releasing him either. Uh, So, we'll see. But uh, not what I imagine is going to go down here. But we don't need to worry about that because we'll be scoring a bunch of points through the air (laughs) this year. Calvin Ridley will help lead the way. And, again, if you didn't see the video, I retweeted it. 1010XL.com retweeted it. Jaguars put it out uh, 20 minutes or so ago. Him showing up, hugging it out. Trent Baalke and Doug Peterson. Greeting him outside. Yeah. Coming out to greet him. Here he comes. Let's welcome him to Jacksonville. I mean, that was a serious. That was like a, um, you know, you went off to sea and you're back after a six months' hug. You know, welcome back from welcome your deployment. Kind of jump on the victory. On there. <laughs> Glad you made it through unscathed. Right. Happy to see you. Yeah. All these different things. It's tremendous. So. Uh, A lot of love going on right now down at TIAA Bank Field. And a lot of love expressed yesterday for Calvin Ridley. Scott Pioli, been around the league, been a GM, been a bunch of front offices, and was with the Falcons uh, when they brought in Calvin Ridley. He appeared with Kyle Brandt on NFL Network, and you'll hear Brandt setting this up, talking about the Jaguars now having Calvin Ridley as part of the package and getting Pioli's thoughts. Let's listen
1: looking young Falcons receiver Mm. suspended for a year for violating the league's gambling policy during which time he is traded to the Jaguars now he is a Jaguar he's got a Doug Peterson Jaguar Scott how do you put the pieces back together in this and how do the Jaguars and their front office go about incorporating Ridley into this franchise and onto the field
6: Kyle, I think this is gonna be a pretty easy one, quite honestly. I know Calvin, I was there when we drafted him at the Atlanta Falcons, and I love this young man. He is such a good person and a good player. So I really think that the Jaguars got a complete steal here. They don't have to do much to get him ready. All he needs to all he needs to do is show up and start working with Trevor Lawrence, get himself integrated into that locker room, which won't be difficult because of the person he is, because of the worker he is. And this is going to end up being a steal, I believe. But I also want to go back to go back to him as a person. And again, I got to know him, and what I really loved about his reinstatement was that he came out and he owned the mistake that he made. And and Brian Stevenson, who's a, one of our country's leading civil rights leader, has this line where he says, "Each of us is so much more than the worst thing that we've done." And I really believe in that statement. And if the, if this is the worst thing that Calvin Ridley has done in his life, I'm so thankful that he owned it he knows it he's going to come back and I think he's not only going to be good for the Jaguars I think the Calvin Ridley story and the human being is so good for the National Football League so I can't wait to see Calvin and wish him all the best
2: I just need a random hug from somebody right now (laughs) I mean the love is so thick Tony right now it's great to hear because look I you know I don't know what he was going through. I don't know if we'll ever really know what he was going through two seasons ago, right, when he kind of stepped away from the game. Maybe he'll talk about that at some point. Maybe he won't because, remember, he played five games in the 2021 season. Yep. And then he left the team to concentrate on what he described as his mental health, right? And I don't know what that means specifically. It's not my place to know what that means uh, necessarily. And, And certainly at the time he wasn't, you know, on the radar of impacting this organization. And then before he came back and played another game, he got that suspension basically a year ago at this point in time. So it's been a while since he's been on the field, but to hear a guy who was in that front office talk as glowingly about him and his work ethic and, and look, we've seen the videos and I get the whole soft tissue injury thing. It's been a while since he's gone out there and done it, but he's got he's he's in shape now. Yep. It's clear right, he's been working out. We've seen those videos of him, you know, working on his route, running his footwork, that kind of stuff. And and that is something he's always been known for as just an immaculate uh route runner and great footwork guy and, and plus the speed to get deep and just everything that you want. And you're gonna pay that guy this year tone eleven million, I think it is, right? The mm-hmm. fifth year option. Um Had Calvin Ridley played it out straight, he would have been in line. Like if he had backed up what he did in 2020, and he didn't play that way at the beginning of 2021, right? But again, who knows what was going on with him in his personal life? But had he had two more of those seasons, Calvin Ridley right now would be would he be he would done with his contract?
4: They would have. He would have been playing on the fifth year option last year. Last year, so, so they done. would have he'd either a-
2: had to franchise him, or extension, or free agent. And he would be looking at right now as clearly yeah. the top receiver on the market, twenty five million plus a year. Yeah. Right. And now look, Calvin Ridley may play here and go. If I put up those numbers, that's the, I want that kind of contract because he's never had that second contract. So sure. maybe do you get into, you know, a franchise tag with him? I, I boy. The the more long-term deals you can do, the better. But me, O'Brien brought up a good point. You know, you got two guys playing on the fifth-year option. You can't tag them both if you want to use that. Uh, It would be great if they reached a point during the season that Josh Allen or Calvin Ridley, maybe both, but if one of them is showing you that, they're giving you everything you anticipated and more sure. that, that you're ready to do that extension and that they're they want to be part of what's going on here and that's the fun thing guys do want to be a part of what's going on here now so if the jags could get like i wouldn't give Calvin ridley an extension until i see him on the field and, and make sure that things are going the way they're supposed to why why would you necessarily sure. yeah but you know at Come November, <laughs> the Jags announce a midseason contract extension with somebody, lowering their cap figure for the immediate future and locking them up for the long term. Let's go, baby.
4: Yeah, PFF had Josh Allen, was he top 10 in that edge defender ranking? Was it 10 or was he like at 12? I can't uh, remember exactly. I want to say he was 12. Okay. But I mean,
2: overall, that would right, run defense. Right.
4: And so PFF had their article that we talked about last week or a couple weeks ago with the plan it on. Might have been eight. Yeah, I feel it like was it was high. top it might ten. Might have been eight, yeah. yeah I, I feel know. like it was top ten overall for Josh Allen. And then they had the article talking about the plan for how the Jags could approach the money aspect of this offseason. And one of the things they had in there was the extension for Josh Allen. And look, I don't know what the Jaguars' metrics say about Josh Allen. Right. But if if they look at him as a top 10 edge defender in the National Football League, then, yeah, they ought to be getting an extension done with Josh Allen. Right. Like there's no reason to wait because it does give you more flexibility going forward on your roster right now if you can get something done with him. And I think Calvin Ridley is such a question mark. Like, I think the the answer is going to be a good one. Ultimately, with the questions that we have about Calvin Ridley, I really do feel like it's going in that direction, a positive direction. We were having a discussion just last week about how much pressure would be on the Jags if they don't have the Ridley question answered yet as far as his availability for the roster before the draft. Right, And a week later, we know he's going to be here. He's going to be part of the offseason for the Jaguars. And Pioli mentioning that connection with Trevor Lawrence that has to be developed. Well, now they get an offseason to do that. right? We don't have to wait until July, August, before these guys are going to be on a field together, working out together. They're going to be able to do it next month when the Jaguars offseason program at least begins. And then on their own, they can do whatever they want. You know, right. as, as teammates at this point. So you do feel like all these things are trending in a positive direction. I, When I saw the PFF ranking and then the article talking about an extension for Josh Allen, the more I thought about it, the more it makes sense to me, right? If you can get something done with him now to give yourself more flexibility for, I get it. I don't know what exactly that contract would look like for Josh Allen at this point. If he's asking for top ten edge money, he might honestly be worth it. When you start looking at the overall rankings for this guy in the league
2: right now, mm. ah, boy, you know what? Uh, the beautiful thing is they they have such a good base. Like even at, okay, let's say you can't squeeze Jawan Taylor back. All these extensions. All they do is lower your cap number initially, yep. right? There's usually some inflation on the back end. Like, you look at this Daniel Jones contract, yeah. four years, $140 million. It's basically two years, $82 million is what it is. That's all the guaranteed money's in the first two years. If the Giants had used the non-exclusive tag on him uh, – or, ex- I'm sorry, the exclusive tag, it mm-hmm. would have been $45 million this year, and then what would it be, like a 20% raise next year? Or 25. 25, and then it's like 40 the year after yeah. that, right? So would have been well more than that. So if you look at it like this like okay, we got our guy for the next 2 years, he fit into what we're doing, uh n- not necessarily committed to him beyond that. That's a lot of money for a quarterback short term, but that's the market. We, you can't the only thing I worry about with the money is can the team I care about remain competitive, right? Mm-hmm. Within the restrictions of what the salary limits are and uh, yes, the answer is yes. If you have Smart management. And I got to believe right now, most people believe that the way Trent Balky has handled things, no matter how they felt a little over a year ago, mm-hmm. that they're in really good shape in that department. You know, John Idzik did a great job uh, at that kind of stuff, kind of behind the scenes uh, with the Jags when sure. uh, Dave Caldwell was here. And, you know, but, you know, that's it. Uh, shad has got the cash. We got the players. They're not gaping, gaping holes on this roster. And the ones that you have, you got a chance to fill in the draft if you feel like you need to bring in another offensive tackle you probably get a pretty decent one there at 24 if you feel like cornerback should be your priority that's available to you tight end super rich super deep that's why I'd like to see if Evan Ingram is going to get a deal done uh let's get that thing done well before the draft or at least before the draft right I don't want I know the deadline's not until June but if Evan if you go into the draft With Evan Ingram under the franchise tag, it's a completely different scenario than if you've got him locked up for at least three years, you know, and you feel like, all right, that position, at least from a pass-catching standpoint, is locked down. It's interesting, ESPN made a – I don't know if there's a prediction as much as a suggestion article on what uh, one free agent every team should look at. And they had Mike Kosicki for the Jaguars, and they said, you know – Back in in Doug Peterson's offense, he can get back to his ways of being a seven hundred plus yard receiver. Well, well, wait a minute now. Is Trevor throwing for six grand this year? Like, I I mean, yeah, uh, that seems like a luxury to me. Give me the cheap labor of a draft tight end that you're going to have around for a long time uh, on a rookie deal. That at 24, I got to look at see what the guy who got drafted at 24 yeah. uh, made on his contract last year. I bet it's comparable to like what Evan Ingram is going to make just this year alone.
4: Look, we have plenty of fans here that are watching the Jags every week that are at least taking part in these conversations that we've had about what the team should do since Doug Peterson got here and he needs two tight ends. Like that's been something that we've heard since they hired Doug Peterson, Mm -hmm. right? Like they need to have two tight ends. Well, they had Dan Arnold is a fine receiving option as a tight end in the NFL and they didn't use him, right? They don't need two. And I think it does bleed over into those kind of conversations. Well, Doug Peterson can use two tight ends. Yes, he is capable of using two tight ends. But don't get caught up in what he did in Philadelphia thinking that he has to have two to make his offense work because the offense worked just fine in 2022 without two tight ends being legitimate every down passing threats in this offense. So if they can add one in the draft where they can get it cheap, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they do that. But I don't think they're spending anything – In free agency at the tight end position. I don't understand the
2: argument for them spending. I could see like a couple league minimum guy. That kind of thing, yeah, to fill out the tight end room. That's it. But not a
4: top end going to be the number two on the field as much
2: as Evan Ingram. Like that kind of thing. Gesicki doesn't fit what I think they needed. Now Ingram under the franchise tag. You look at the 24th pick last year, just looked at Najee Harris. Got 13 million, roughly, a little of 47,000 okay. over that, right? It, it always bumps up a little bit. Let's call it 14. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's for four years, right? So if you get one of your preferred tight ends that you love, there, Darnell Washington or Michael Mayer, whoever, yeah. you got them locked up for four years yep. for just a smidge more than Evan Ingram's going to make this year. Yep. You know, and but can only do that with one spot, too. You know? So it's like uh, choose wisely, grasshopper. All right, the halfway through, live out here at the players' practice rounds ongoing right now as we speak again. Here you go, Players' Championship Prediction Contest. Email D at 1010XL.com. Give us your three best finishers for this year's players and the winner's score in relation to par, okay? So none of them have to win, but it's going to be cumulative best three uh, cumulative scores that are entered. Mike D at 1010XL.com. Put something like golf in the subject line. And I got tiebreakers uh, plenty, but it, it, there's no limits. You can take anybody you like that's in the field, but they all have to make the cut. They all have to make the cut and finish four rounds of golf. All right, uh, Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, and E.T. Uh, hour 2 of Jaguars today, straight ahead on 1010XL, 92.5 FM.
1: Jags, All-NFL, Jaguars Today on 1010XL.
2: What a day, Tony. I uh, made my first fantasy football trade of the all season last oh. night. Already made four picks in four different leagues this morning. <laughs> yes, it's March, people. So you stay ahead of the curve. And, uh, you know, Calvin Ridley's in town. We're out right here at the players. And according to a report, now this is not official Official. Because the Jaguars have not tweeted this out yet. They have not sent out a press release on this. But this is according to Jordan Schultz, Schultz Report. He's a pretty well-respected NFL reporter uh, for the score. Mm -hmm. He's got, you know, 226,000 Twitter followers, right? So, so, you know, if you're throwing BS out there all the time, you're not going to keep that following. So, he tweeted out that Shaquille Griffin of the Jaguars was officially released. Uh, sources tell the score. Now, this could be his agent. Maybe E.T.'s on the phone with him right now confirming this. I don't know, <laughs> E.T. hint, maybe a text, Shaq, uh, heard you got <laughs> released. Uh, is this true kind of thing? But if this is accurate, according to the figures at OverTheCap.com, from where they had the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, and how much the cap savings – they get they were a little over five million over the cap.
0: Mm-hmm. They
2: had until next week to get under. Um Shaq saves them a little over thirteen million. The specific number, if overthecap.com's figures are all up to date, with the exception of this move. The Jags are now eight million one hundred and thirty seven thousand eight hundred and sixty-one dollars. Oh, I put oopsie, I put eight Comma one three seven comma That would be like <laughs> trillions of dollars. Yeah, you get the idea. Uh, anyway, um, they are a bunch of money under the cap right now. They're eight million now. Roughly, you got to set aside about three million of that. Let's call it three point one something like that for your rookie class. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So that would give them five million dollars to play with at the moment. Now that was their biggest chip that they had in creating cap space. Right, the thirteen million that just. That's it. There's still $4 million in debt money, but that's what it is, right? It, we, Shaq was going to cost you like $17 million bucks this year. Um, Schultz thinks he's going to have a great market out there. Yeah. Um, and he is only 27. He has been to the Pro Bowl. Wasn't a great fit here, but... You know, um, I, I'm sure he's going to go to the highest bidder. I yeah. would I'm Yeah, curious
4: to see what the market for him winds up being. Yeah. You know, it's just not going to be here in Jacksonville. It it didn't work out. That's a shame. He was the big free agent splash two years ago uh, for this team in an offseason that was really frustrating to watch as it played out, you know, for the Jags the year that they signed Shaq Griffin because it felt like they had the opportunity to at least – potentially run the offseason in the NFL with the cap space they had, knowing Trevor Lawrence was coming in, right, with the number one overall pick that year. Okay, let's get aggressive in free agency. And instead, it felt like everything they were going after early on slipped through their fingers, and they were kind of playing – that the first signing was Chris Manhurts, like that kind of thing. Right. It, like That's the kind of stuff that was happening. Right. Because uh, I can remember that day on the show. It was big. Right. It was big. When the Patriots had signed uh, Hunter Henry already – and Johnu Smith was still out there. No, no, it was the other, it right? Johnu went
2: first. Okay. Yeah, because we they, thought Henry would go right, first. Right, because
4: they had Jonu, and then we were sitting there waiting on what's going to happen with Hunter Henry. Yes. Right? It's been a talking point for months that they have to address tight end. It's a big position of need for this football team, and then the the news came in that he had signed with the Patriots, and within half an hour while we're doing the show, I updated you with the Chris Mannerts. I was like, they've signed – Chris Manhurts. Yeah, they've
2: addressed that position Right, and it's like,
4: who on earth is Chris Manhurts, Uh, right? You don't know blocking tight ends? (laughs) And that's what it felt like, right? There was all that excitement for they can spend, 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 and have a big impact with this group that's going to be coming in in free agency. And instead, the first name we heard was Chris Manhurts. Now they obviously got the deal done with Shaq Griffin. Mm -hmm. That was the big signing that they got that year. And unfortunately, it didn't work out right for Shaq here in Jacksonville we've talked to him several times over those couple of years always enjoyed any opportunity I had to interact with Shaq Griffin dude right terrific dude like I'll I'll remember him at that training camp his first year here forever right hyping up the fans from the moment he walked
2: on the field like love the guy it just didn't work out yeah he bought in and that's what you want you want guys to to you know give you that enthusiasm Jacksonville hadn't Has not been a destination. Overpaying, overpaying. Now it's like, hey, you know, you got guys going, hey, get me to Jacksonville. Yeah, find a way, come get me. Right? You don't think? Still, you don't think DeAndre Hopkins to make this the sickest wide receiver core you've ever seen? For sure. Oh my gosh. There, there's a little subset of Jaguars Twitter that really is still pushing for that to happen. Like, I just, I mean, come on, people. (laughs) You know that they're all going to catch forty balls, right? They'll be the best forty balls you've ever seen caught. Each one. My goodness. I mean, man. we
4: talked about it yesterday. They're going to have to let Marvin Jones Jr. go, and he's a really good NFL player a really good NFL he player, is. right? And, and, and they, they really got to move, move on. Jaguar, right. You know, and like they got to move on guy. from him. I understand the temptation of let's add DeAndre Hopkins and and what that looks like. Well, then you might need to move on from Zay. Like someone else would have to go. I don't think they need to be making that kind of move, especially if Calvin Ridley is what we think he could
2: be. You think about that. Marvin Jones Jr, and we talked a little bit of him on Monday. Uh 2-year deal, so he's a free agent coming up, right? Yep. And they went out and they know. Hey, we got this young quarterback coming in. We got a vet who's been around, and not only just a vet who's been around. Again, a guy whose leadership, whose buy-in, whose professionalism—everything came through. Every time you saw him, you heard from him. Marvin Jones Jr., man, uh, salute. You know, uh, we'll we'll give him like half a Super Bowl share <laughs> if uh, if we're able to win that thing in 2023. You know that kind of thing. But uh, you know that's. A great problem to have when you can't keep this guy, not because you can't afford him, not because he just doesn't want to be there, because you've upgraded, and yeah, we're not going to pay you because you're going to be fourth on our wide receiver depth chart, fifth in the pecking order of where the passes are going. That's not even counting the passes that go to ETN and whatever level that will be sure this year. So uh, you
4: got to develop somebody at wide receiver at
2: some point right?
4: Like that's that there's got to be some room on your roster for a guy that you're drafting and developing at some point uh, in that position room. And you can only spend so much at these different spots. I would love for Marvin to be here for another
2: year. It just doesn't
4: make financial sense to bring him back.
2: Yeah. Just again, this is not an official report from the Jags. You know, things are official when they send out that press release and, and uh, you know, but if, this is the case. And, look, we knew it was coming either way. And, yeah. But this is the easiest domino to get you to where you need to be. Now, I don't know how many more restructures are potentially on the table. You know what I mean? Like, how much more blood can you squeeze from this particular salary stone here on this roster? Sure. But you got $5 million, And keep in mind, 5000000 million doesn't mean let's go spend that $5 million and get a $5 million player. You've got to have some money in reserve because – you got a couple injuries at a position. you got every street free agent you sign throughout the season. Even if they're minimum salary guys prorated, that's a little piece of the salary cap. A little piece of the salary cap. may only be half a million, maybe a few hundred thousand, depending on what point of the season. But you have to have some in reserve to give you the flexibility to make some moves on the fly. Well, and you
4: save a little bit whenever the Ingram deal gets done, if it gets done. Right. Like that cap number will come down. Absolutely. I don't know how much, but it'll come down to some degree whenever they can get that kind of thing done. And I don't know, you know, beyond Josh Allen, how many other guys are they even interested in working out, you know, a an extension or that kind of thing at this point, you know, it, without knowing what Calvin Ridley even is yet. You know, he showed up at the building for the first time today. Right. You know, without knowing, I don't think that kind of thing look, is going to get Do you done. think Calvin Ridley
2: wants to sign an extension right now? Not yet. Hell no, no, right? Like, Calvin's like, look, I mean, $11 million, again, real world, they don't live in the real world, no. right? It's a, just a different world, and their earning power is what it is. God bless them. I'm jealous as hell. But, um, you know, if Calvin Ridley's probably like, man, if I go and put up another thirteen hundred yards and and nine touchdowns are numbers comparable to what i did in my last full season in atlanta right i see what aj brown's getting i see what stefan Diggs is getting i see what all these guys are getting i don't want to take a discount now i mean there are benefits both ways right you get it locked in you get your guaranteed money and if things happen injury wise whatever this is you know this is going to be a big year he's got to perform this year uh for sure but he's got a great circumstance to do it with a rising team with a rising quarterback and uh, yeah, so I don't think, you know, like if I'm Calvin Ridley's representative, I mean, unless you're going to throw 20 million plus on the table per year, and the, I think the Jags would be a little crazy to do that, right? Yeah, I mean,
4: there are 14 receivers in the league right now that are getting 20 million a 20. year. 20, yeah. Who are? Give me, give me. Chris Godwin. Okay, this front, are
2: you going from the top down or from bottom up? Bottom. bottom up. Godwin?
4: Chris Godwin, Mike Williams, okay. Amari Cooper.
2: Mike Williams is making 20, okay. Yeah.
4: Uh, Keenan Allen, they're going to have to figure out something there. So they got two
2: 20 million guys. By the way, yeah. uh, there's a report that they're by uh, the Athletic that likely they'll have to part ways with Keenan Allen. And then uh, I think it might have been at the Combine. It was recently when the Chargers were like, <laughs> no, yeah, no, <laughs> no. Right, yeah, he will definitely be a Charger. Uh, DJ Moore. Okay, Terry McLaurin. Gene Moore's making $20 million. He's a good young player. He is. Um, Terry Debo McClarn. Samuel. Is Terry McLaurin even going to be the best receiver on the Commanders this year? I don't know. Yeah. Jahan Dotson up and coming. Uh, getting Debo. $22.8 million Debo's a, year. a weapon. Uh, Debo
4: Samuel, DK Metcalf, Stephon Diggs, A.J. Brown, Cooper Cup. How many of these are at 25
2: plus? Let's see. At
4: 25. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5.
2: Yeah. He, I, so to me. Like, hey, Calvin Ridley, you may be a better player than him, but you're older and you have had, you, you haven't played much football in the last two years. So, no, like, yeah. if, if anything north of 20, I'd be all over it if I were Calvin Ridley. Uh, if I'm the Jags, there's no need to do that right no. now. There's no rush. Let's go out. Let's, let's integrate you. You got a hug from Doug, right? Hugs from Doug. What are they worth? $5 minimum, <laughs> right? So there uh, you go. Christian
4: Kirk, for those who may be interested, is 25th in average annual value in the 25th.
2: league. 25th, but, he, but it's, he is the one who wrecked everything, right? Because yeah. he had this stupid contract. The 25th, so basically, there's almost, one, on average, one player on at least three-quarters of the roster. That's exactly what it is. Three-quarters of the league, there are enough wide receivers that are being paid more than Christian Kirk mm-hmm. out there, and that's – only because Kenny Galladay got cut. By the, <laughs> did you see the clip somebody posted on social media? Compilation of all the Kenny Galladay touchdowns with the New York Giants after he signed that deal for over $18 million a year. Oh. And he caught one in the final game of the season. So it's like two-second clip. It's like, boom. And they're like, thanks for watching. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole thing. Oh, goodness. Right there. All right. Let's take a timeout here. And 6 4 10 10 if you want to get in. A lot of Calvin Ridley talk. Once again, uh, somebody asking on the text line, designed by Lifetime Enclosure, you think Marvin would take the veteran minimum to stay? I
6: don't, I don't know.
2: Know. I, you know. Maybe he might want to be a part of it, you know, but is that even, like, is Marvin Jones going to play special teams for you, you know, at his age, no. and right? So, I think cheap labor filling in those other spots, you can't, ha- I mean, would I love it? Great. You know, I'd probably do it, honestly, because I don't know if Tim Jones is ever going to turn into a player, you sure. know what I mean? So, I, I would take a chance, like, I feel the window's open. There's no limit to how good they can be this year. doesn't guarantee. I'm not guaranteeing they go to the Super Bowl, but there's no limit. There's no reason to think they can't, Mm -hmm. okay, barring a wave of injuries. And would I like to have – hey, Zay Jones goes down. Christian Kirk goes down for a month. Would I like to have that option? Damn right I'd like to have that option. So, I don't know. Uh, I doubt it, you know, because guys are – looking out for their own best interest, and the Jags are not the only team that probably would have some interest in Marvin Jones, and there would probably be a few contenders that would like to bring in a veteran receiver like him. All right, uh, we'll take time out here back live here in a few minutes at Players' Championship Wednesday practice round day. Tomorrow the uh, tournament will be underway. E.T. will be out here tomorrow. I mean, if that's not reason enough to stop by and say hello I don't know what is. So, uh, Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, ET. You're listening to Jaguars today on 1010 XL and
1: 92.5 FM. Now more Jaguars today on 1010 XL, 92.5 FM. All right, we'll take you around the league here
2: in a few minutes. A uh, bunch of them coming in on text line. Many. Calvin Ridley related this morning. We get He's in town, man. He is literally in town right now down at the stadium visiting with the Brain Trust, getting hugs and all that good stuff. And uh, what a beautiful, beautiful time. It's a great time to be alive. As somebody said on the text line here, uh, let's see if I can find this one really quickly. Um, all these years, we always said, why didn't the Jags do <laughs> – that whatever that would happen to be, right? wow! Well, they made the. Why didn't we make that move? Right? Uh, love having Calvin here. Things are changing, and I mean, again, look at it, man. Just Jacoby Myers, Tony. Yeah. That's your top. Wide receiver, most people think, in free agency right now. Right,
4: and with everything that's going on with Aaron Rodgers, right, and the news coming out yesterday that the Packers have given the Jets permission to talk to him. Apparently they're meeting out in California here over these next couple of days. And I think about Aaron Rodgers there in Green Bay and what Packers fans have had for close to four decades with Favre and Rodgers back-to-back. Right? That you go into every season once Rodgers appeared to be Aaron Rodgers, right? Like once it was clear, all right, this guy's not a miss in the draft. This guy's the real deal. To have three and a half decades where every season when you go into it, it doesn't matter if your team's not spending a wide receiver, right? You got Aaron Rodgers. Yes. All right, he's going to make the offense work. Whatever it looks like, he's going to make it work. You can win a bunch of football games with that guy playing quarterback for yes. you every year. And that's what I think the Jags for maybe the first time in franchise history have, right, is going into off seasons for a while where, yeah, it's awesome that they make the move to go get a guy like Calvin Ridley, but they don't have to for you to feel good about what's happening with the team because Trevor's going to make the team better, right? Like you can make all the great moves you want, and obviously it's going to help you to win championships if you keep making the right kind of moves, but every move you make feels better because you're settled long term at the quarterback position. It changes everything.
2: All right, uh this one this one's for you, buddy oh. on the text line. All right. Usually I'm in the crosshairs, but this one's for Tony Smith. Okay. Uh the text line designed by the lifetime enclosures you're talking about earlier. Uh you know that adding a second pass catching tight end is not a huge priority for this team. Which right. I agree uh-huh. with you. I'm not saying you shouldn't add to the tight end room. Obviously you're going to you have two under contract. Right. You're right? gonna
4: and have to sign course, or draft somebody.
2: Of course you are, right? Uh, and again, the dynamic will change potentially, depending on whether Evan Ingram gets a deal before the draft. But uh, no, Tony, no. Oh, <laughs> The offense went soft during the playoffs. Let's be real and stop with the fake reality stuff, okay? <laughs> Our offense needs a better number one wide receiver and tight end, whether it's one or two. We don't know what we have in Ridley. So to say we don't need two tight ends just because we went to the playoffs is ludicrous, we said you don't need two tight ends. You don't. No. You, the the question is is are there enough balls to go around in this offense? If you've got Evan Ingram for the long term, it's one thing. If you if Evan Ingram's going to play under the franchise tag this year, and you say, "Give me Washington, give me Mayer, give me Dalton Kincaid, give me one of these tight ends," yeah, because he's the long term well, answer and at I the would, position.
4: I would respond to that saying they were down. 27 points and won a playoff game yes right that's not that, the, the offense, offense going soft didn't go soft in that right? game in right? the it kansas city game slow. they had an opportunity to make it a one score game late in the second half and jamal agnew fumbled the ball inside the 10 yard line that's not the offense going soft against the kansas city chiefs they didn't win mm. the game but i i just disagree with the the premise of the offense went soft last year in the playoffs look at you're not the only one. The Texter is not the only one that has been making an argument now for going on a year and a half that the Jags need to add a second tight end, like even after they had added Evan Ingram. But I don't know how you watch what, av- what Ingram added to this offense last year and think they, that, that tight end is a priority for right. this football well, team
2: in its offseason. I just don't see it. When you look at the receivers, again, when, when they in Philadelphia, they, Doug Peterson and company – drafted Dallas Goddard they had Ertz they win the Super Bowl they draft Goddard they got a great two tight end offense that's great keep in mind Goddard wasn't there when they won the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. they had their their like top receiver was Alshon Jeffrey I want to say was less than 900 yards yep right as a wide receiver here you've got Kirk who showed you had a breakout season last year you've got Zay Jones who Probably outperformed every expectation, and you're you're you have to at some point say, "Hey, this is what we expect from Calvin Ridley." I don't think the Jags are going. Oh, I have no idea what we're going to get out of him. I think they're yeah. you know if this if they didn't think that Calvin Ridley was going to come in here and really elevate this offense, are they? greeting him in yeah. the parking lot, the GM, the right. head coach, hugging it out. As I mean, this is, this is a piece, this is a coup, yeah. they think, they're looking at.
4: Look, the Jags didn't win the Super Bowl last year, so yeah, they got to be more effective, right? They didn't win enough games to win the Super Bowl last year, so they have to get better going into 2023 to win a Super Bowl, but I don't think it's because they're weak.
2: At those positions. I just enjoy that you were the target of somebody you saw hire <laughs> instead of me, which is usually the case. All right uh, let's take a tour around the National Football League.
1: Now, gems around the NFL brought to you by beaches jewelry and pawn in Jack's Beach.
4: The New York Giants and quarterback Daniel Jones have agreed on a four-year, $160 million deal, $35 million more, and incentives available in it with $94 million guaranteed at signing. The Giants also getting that long-term deal done with Jones allowed them to use the franchise tag yesterday before the deadline on running back Saquon Barkley. The Baltimore Ravens have used the non-exclusive tag on quarterback Lamar Jackson. Jackson can sign an offer sheet with another team under that tag and then the Ravens can choose to either match that offer or let Jackson go to the other team and receive two first round picks. For Lamar, the Ravens are still working to sign Jackson to a long term deal reportedly with a sort of free agency now also in play for Lamar. Jackson would make just over $32 million this year on the tag, if that's where it winds up ending up. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers spent the last couple of days reportedly trying to trade left tackle Donovan Smith, but were unable to find any takers and will instead be releasing him to save nearly $10 million in cap space for a team that is going to have to start really cutting to get themselves under the cap here in a week.
2: All right, uh, somebody just said uh, on the text line, who comes off the field for a rookie tight end? Look, there there are ways where that's the argument utilize.
4: for Mayer. like in my mind that's the argument for Mayer is he can be on the field as your in blocking tight end. That's not what Evan Ingram gives you. Right,
1: right, but
2: you could have you could even then you could say okay that's fine if you're but just in a pass set you could have let's say it's Mayer, right, to use him. Mm-hmm. Mayer and Ingram Ridley and Kirk, I mean, Zay Jones would be the obvious guy because you're not taking Evan Ingram off the field unless you're in like a short yardage situation. Sure. If you're talking about your your base offense, no, you're right. No, but, but the reason you'd invest in the rookie tight end is because you don't know. Like if, if, if Evan Ingram is saying, hey, wait a minute now, I want more. You know, I want more. I, and you think, well, you know what? Maybe we'll just play it out with him here, and yeah. then, you know, he'll, he'll walk next year. We'll try to get something done. But if we don't know by the time April's NFL draft rolls around, maybe you invest in that guy thinking then he's the successor. And some, that's guess what? what good teams do, yes, Tony. It is. That's when you draft in the last quarter of the first round. You don't have to take a guy who immediately crushes it. You have the luxury of saying, you know what, I'm pretty strong at some of these areas, but this guy is too valuable to let slide and we don't even have to really have him this right. year. That's the beauty of you starting to get into this range. Just don't spend it on another Taven Bryan, please. <laughs> Because that's the last time right. they were down here what I they mean, did. Should have taken Lamar Jackson, right. quite frankly. The
4: Chiefs walked away from Tyreek Hill, drafted a corner in the first round and won the Super
2: Bowl. Yes. They they walked away from Tyreek Hill. Right. So, you know, why is that? Because Mahomes, Mahomes is the key to that offense. Yeah. And Kelsey helps too, tremendously, no doubt. right? But I mean, it's Tyreek Hill didn't make Patrick Mahomes. They they didn't they helped each other. Tyreek Hill is great. This year. He was great yeah. in Miami. Right. Not not knocking him whatsoever um all right a bunch of people uh noting that uh, on the text line designed by lifetime enclosures they've been past the stadium this morning huge scoreboard welcome calvin ridley it's all <laughs> lit up it's 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 calvin ridley day again here uh-huh. in jacksonville florida and we absolutely love it we'll come back and we'll take a look at uh, today's jaguars today question of the day presented by chad and sandy real estate other than You know who? Hi, I'm Trevor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hi, it's Trevor. Uh, Trevor. Other than that guy, uh, who are the three most indispensable Jaguars currently on the roster, and the way I framed it, that allows you to have pending free agents like Jawan Taylor in the conversation if you want to. So, there you have it. Let's move on. We'll take our final time out here. We'll come back and we'll discuss that and get ready to hand things off to XL Primetime and give you one more rundown on how you can enter our players' championship contest here on Jaguars today as well on 1010 XL and 92.5 FM. George. He's our equipment manager. Yes, sir. I didn't talk to you, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll get y'all set up. Right,
3: Swing back in the weekend. We got you. We got you right here. All
0: right,
3: huh? That's pretty nice.
1: Yeah, that's it. I wanted to look good with Kirk and uh, yeah, Ingram like and Zay. Right now, more Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM.
2: That was uh, Dougie P introducing Calvin Ridley this morning to the equipment manager. Yeah, I see what you're
4: doing there, E. It's so fresh, so clean. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. How about that? He wants to look, uh, you know, wants to match up with Kirk and Ingram and Zay and the crew. Right there, E. What was the source of that? Where did we get that?
3: Jaguars Instagram.
2: Ah, there you go. Again, Jags have not made it official. There is a report from Jordan Schultz. It's pretty reputable with the score, uh, who says they release Shaq Griffin. Whether it's official or not, it's coming. It's gonna happen. It's coming. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, with that, E, uh, why don't you fire up that old ten ten take.
1: 10, 10, 10, take. Now, Mike Dempsey's 10, 10, take. Brought to you by Northern Tool. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. We're made for this.
2: All right, your Jaguars today. Question of the day. Aside from Trevor Lawrence, name the three most indispensable Jacksonville Jaguars that are currently on the team's roster, okay? And uh, we're going to do... As we said at the beginning of the show, um, other than Trevor and Tyson Campbell named one on each side of the ball, and we thought, well, not everyone's going to pick Tyson Campbell, right? Although I would. um, Uh I I think he is. I think he's number one on the list of the most essential guys. I mean, we think corner's a need now. Imagine if you didn't have Tyson Campbell on this roster. My goodness, man, what kind of – I mean, whew. And all the
4: grading sources are – Grading him as a top ten corner in the league last year, like that kind of thing. Tyson's yeah.
2: on your list. I take it. Right. Yeah. right give me, give me your, another one for you. Who? Uh, it's tough, right? It it's is. fun. This that is tough. This was tough.
4: Uh, the number two player I had on my list is Travis Etienne. Wow. I, I just, I don't think. Obviously, the running back room is thin, right? Beyond Travis Etienne, anyway, and he is. We saw it in the second half of last year, especially coming down the stretch in the last month of the season. Like He was starting to really come into his own as far as that big play threat that we were all waiting on it, right? He had been so close to breaking so many of those runs, but I do think he is the lightning in this offense, and I think it will only be better in 2023.
2: Look, I appreciate what he brings to the table because I looked at it through the lens of, if I had to replace this guy, how easy is it going to be to do that? Running
4: back is more easily replaced. Right,
2: I can have go side David Montgomery, right, yeah. or somebody who's yeah. going to be a free agent this year. So while I appreciate what he's going to bring to the offense, I just the position he plays, I think. Heck, I mean, if you had to play two weeks with Jamichael Hasty,
4: you'd be all right. I wouldn't with uh, with Doug Peterson's offense, he'd make it work. Wouldn't
2: get, give you the break. Well, although Hasty had some big breakaway type plays, um, I, I offensively I'd go Evan Ingram myself because. Even if – all right, if Ingram's gone, now you got a a hole the size of Duval County there, right, at the position. And, yes, you can go find one. But, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, his integration of the offense, I don't know. It just – okay, I could get Mike Kosicki. All right, maybe. All right, let's say you did. Uh, Do you trust him the way you trust Evan Ingram right now? I don't. I don't personally because I've seen it. Um, I don't want to have to rely on a rookie – tight end because generally that's not a position that clicks immediately. So I had Ingram on my trio. Uh, give me your last guy. Josh Allen. Okay.
4: I, I do think he is the the best pass rusher they have. I, I think he was effective at affecting the quarterback last year. Didn't bring him to the ground enough. But I think the pressure numbers do tell you
2: something about Josh Allen and they don't have anybody else that's even in that range. That is probably the right answer, right? Because you know, the other guy, like you say, well, right now on the roster, or he's technically on the roster. Yeah, but you're going to have to go out and sign these guys. And I'm not suggest. like, I guess you could look at it like if Josh Allen weren't here, I could take the fifth-year option money, and I'd have mm-hmm. that money to go sign Arden Keen. You could do that. I think Foye Lewican deserves a lot of consideration sure. here. And while you could say, well, look, they got Devin Lloyd and Chad Muma. They have answers, right, where they don't really with Josh Allen. Yeah. Foye, we trust him, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's – the leader of that group and getting guys lined up and making plays and making tackles. Uh, Let me look at a few of the results. I had my
4: list of five, by the way. I gave you the three that I had. My list of five, the four and five were Aluukun and Ingram. Hey,
2: we're (laughs) like mine, baby. Um, Bill on Twitter said, Etienne, Ingram, and Aluukun, anyone who does not say Aluukun has lost their mind, he's led the league back-to-back years in tackles. That's huge. My reply was, I would argue anyone who does not say Campbell has lost their mind. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, he's easy, the number one. Uh, Tyson Campbell, Christian Kirk, Trayvon Walker from Cristiano. Tyson Campbell, Evan Ingram, and Calvin Ridley for Scott. Uh, Let's see. Good question. Well, thank you, Jack Knoll. Uh, Foyer, Lulikin, Kirk, Ingram, Fortner, Travis. (laughs) He's listed a bunch of guys. But at least he listed them in a certain order. Uh And basically, he thinks, you know, they're a bunch of guys – uh, grouped together. Kirk Campbell, Agnew, you know, and that's a good one, too. Agnew, I don't know if he's the most essential, but, man, is he, I, I really just think, an impact player for this football team. No uh, doubt. Tyson Campbell, for sure. Luke Fortner, uh, quarterback-center relationship is key to making the offense click. And that's interesting look. And third, I'd say Kirk, but a case could be made for Alan Cisco or Foyer. Uh, Campbell and Etienne, for sure. Toss-up between Oluwkin and Kirk. Aluicin Fortner and Logan Cook. Look, Dom has always loved his freaking punter, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's not the most essential. He's no. very good at what he does. No. Somebody said Riley Patterson on here. Go sign another kicker. Yeah. You didn't even know he's gonna be your kicker till right before the season. I, no. Riley I know Riley Patterson had a nice season. He's not the most essential guy. Now, when you miss a, a field goal later, sure. you know when he's hurt, <laughs> you might think otherwise. Campbell Walker, healthy Cam Robinson uh, from Bearded Fatty. Okay. In Florida. <laughs> that's that's what he calls himself. Uh-huh. Uh, see if I, uh sheriff got some love in here. Uh, Allen, uh, Tyson, more for Cam here. Several people said Walker Little. I, I, I don't get it. Like, I get what you hope he becomes. If you draft Osiris Torrance out of Florida at 24, mm-hmm. Walker Little going to start for this team this year? Maybe. Maybe? Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. Right? I mean, uh, you know, the fact that they're so – really desirous of bringing Jawan Taylor back, if they just thought Walker Little's going to step right into that spot, I don't know if they're, you know, even contemplating the kind of money that Jawan Taylor is going to get. Mm-hmm. But, hey, that's why we ask you. But,
4: having, I can understand from the perspective of having Walker Little gives you the flexibility to walk away from Jawan
0: Taylor.
2: It does. It does that, and he can also play left. Yeah. You know, so I get it. I, he's valuable. I just don't think, like, if, if Walker Little – wasn't there, there's, there's a chance. If a guy it potentially is not starting on opening day, I don't know if he can be the most in or one of the top three most indispensable players mm-hmm. for your football team, obviously, other than the big fella. <laughs> hey, it's Trevor. Uh, <laughs> that's great. Hey, it's Jamal Agnew or the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, it's Trevor. It's okay. Trevor. Yes, yes, we know. We know. <laughs> wonder if Calvin Ridley will make it out to, uh, I wouldn't doubt that they swing them by. Maybe, you know, yeah. The players just to give them a little taste of the, the first coast kind of thing. It's a great event. Why wouldn't you? Uh, see how beautiful it is. I don't know if Calvin Ridley has any interest in the game of golf or not, but who doesn't have interest in uh, 72 degree weather with perfect clear oh, yeah. skies? Yeah, today and, is unbelievable. Oh, baby. I love it, man. All right. That uh, will pretty much do it for us today. Appreciate me, O'Brien, stopping by earlier. Appreciate all of you who keep us going uh, here on uh, the radio in radio land out there in Listenerville and on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. And, uh, of course, all our social media peeps who uh, keep, us, uh, keep us straight with the feedback. And, again, nothing official from the Jags, but one report that Shaq Griffin has been released from the team. You know it's coming one way or the other. Let's say hello
1: to Big Sur's. Now, the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the sports world spinning with wholesale prices and premium right, service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally-owned automotive repair shop.
2: Yes, we hear you, sir. The whole, all oh, all, I, all I, the I, first here. yeah. Right there. I just want to make sure. Now we don't. No, what happened there? We got it back? Turn him up. Turn them up. Joe That's C. good. Hey. Yeah, I think so. Hello, yeah. sirs. I can hear you, but I don't know if it's because I'm sitting right next to you. Yeah, my dude. There you are. We got you. Yeah, man. I got you now. All right, here we go. All right, my man. How are you? I'm good. How are things? How, how was I'm yesterday wondering. out here? Well, yesterday was good. Nice weather. Did you nice put th- eyeballs on uh, on the Golden Child yesterday, Trevor Lawrence? Did you yourself I, see
3: him in person? I, I, no, I did not see him in person. I actually had to go on uh, social media to see him.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, he's out. He's out he's and about. Out. He understands his place in the community. You know oh, what I mean? that yeah. The, the responsibility that comes with it. He is. He's like the you know the guy everybody's looking for, and uh, when he shows up, it's an officially a what? big time event. Oh, what well, he, he's the man. Exactly. He is. That's what I'm saying, he's the man, right? Absolutely. I mean, look, the, the players yeah, is walks, a big time he, event he regardless. He walks the part
3: too. He walks the park. It's fantastic, man. He, he walks the part. <laughs> when you're the man, I mean, do you? I mean, I mean, uh, at one time I was the
2: man. You had to walk the ball. You got to embrace <laughs> it, absolutely. Gotta, we, yeah, yeah. But he embraced right. it. and He's not cocky about it. He's no, just like he no, knows. He's, no. he's, cocky. he's, he's, he's. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's a beautiful time, What he
3: did down the stretch. You know the last six games away and in the playoffs. Yes, you're supposed to
2: hold your head up high and pull your shoulders you're back. Twenty-three years old, yes. man. The future is bright, sir. Uh, I, I hear you might be talking about uh, the Yuli kid today on XL Prime. Time. Yeah,
3: the Yuli kid uh, may become available.
2: Yeah. It might be a nice little homecoming. What do you think? Bro, I, I
3: It think think could be thunder and lightning. I think 2. there's zero chance. Oh, that come he on. You can, zero cha- look, you can dream. You can dream. All right,
2: we can dream. If we're dreaming, yes, I think it's going to yes. be fantastic when he comes in here and Lamar Jackson battles C.J. Beathard for the backup quarterback <laughs> position as well, <laughs> since we're dreaming. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, look, the Titans are never trading him here. Never going to trade house? him in Jacksonville. Oh, never. Oh, yeah. And – they're not going to cut him and get nothing for him. True, so true. it's either trade him or give him a new like three-year deal. Rip up the last year that he's under, or he's going to hold out. Okay, let me ask you a question. Would you give up a future two for him? Would I give up a future two for him if they traded him in-house? Uh, well, you can't trade your future two because you have to hold that in case Calvin Ridley signs an extension. Because next year's two, you have to hold. Yeah, yeah, what okay. About future three. But all right. Yes. Would I put it? Would I? Would I trade for Derrick Henry? Yes, I would. All right. Okay. But would they try, are the no, Titans? Going to trade him to the Jaguars? To their nemesis? Absolutely not. Oh they're my gosh! Not I mean, it'd be great. I mean, imagine how much you could look down on the Titans uh, more than you already do at this moment. Like he couldn't get it done with your poverty franchise, and he had to come home <laughs> finally to have a chance to have some kind of playoff success. Uh, yeah, in that's the, the, the voodoo ceremony league. we all need. Yeah. Right. Like, oh my that, goodness!
4: That kind of coup trade for Derrick Henry and win a Super Bowl. Look, I'm the guy oh who would consider taking
2: Bijan Robinson if he's there at 24. Like, I, I'm not getting a whole lot of oh. love for that idea. I mean, you got fresh wheels with that guy. You, you do absolutely. And uh, I mean, imagine the offense you'd have if you had Bijan and Travis Etienne on this football team. I oh like my god! Gosh, mm. uh, I don't. I'm honestly, I don't think they'd do it. And I hold one of two things. Either he's long gone off the board or he's sitting there, and somebody like Buffalo wants to move up like three spots and get him, which mm-hmm. might be nice, you know, get a little extra You don't want us to get draft tempted. capital. Who? You don't want the Jaguars to be tempted to take him. Uh, I don't think they do. I, I don't want to be heartbroken that he just slides on by. <laughs> but yeah, it okay. is. Like, I'm going to be like, even though it probably doesn't make team building sense, roster construction wise, you know, to, to bring in another running back, but. I don't know, man. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm won't. not having to manage your roster. I, I just get to right. talk about it. I just it. get to talk. And, and, and so <laughs> many guys, Leon, you see so many pundits have him ranked as like a top five or six player overall in the mm. whole draft. Yeah. How often does a guy who's ranked that highly Tumbled fall all the to twenty four? Right. And, and it's only because of the positional value. It's not because of any no, off no, the no, field absolutely. or anything. Absolutely. You know. Yeah,
3: absolutely. You're talking about uh You're talking about a, uh, uh, AP or. Ezekiel Elliott potentially in their prime coming down to a, our position. A- we everyone take says
2: best since Barkley is best since Saquon to enter the draft. So, but wow. again, look, wh- whoever we take is going to be the perfect player for this team. You know why? Hashtag Bulky Masterclass. Okay? No, boom, that's it. I'm feeling it right Barkley's now. Bulky's the man, though. Calvin Ridley's getting hugs from Bulky and, and Dougie B today. <laughs> it's a beautiful time to be alive. Hey, it you guys is. have a great show today. Appreciate All it. All right, uh, XL Prime Time coming your way for the next three hours. Don't you dare! Touch that radio dial, and uh, final tell you one last time. Here's what you do: email Mike D at 1010XL.com. Put something about golf for the players in the subject line. Give me the top three finishers. Uh, whoever you think of the finish the best. They, you don't have to get one, two, three, but um, any three golfers. They all have to make the cut. Also, give the winner's score in relation to par. It's going to be cumulative score under par for your three golfers that wins. Our contest. We got some JAG memorabilia we're going to give you. And uh, I've got little tiebreakers. But all you got to do, give us three golfers and the winner score in relation to par. That's it. Email okay. it, Mike D, at 1010XL.com. Thank you for listening. As always, uh, stick around. XL Primetime is next for Tony Smith and ET. I'm Mike Dempsey. We'll be live, round one of the players tomorrow, right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM.
3: George It was always the JAG.